0: Hello, this is Monica Reeds. I'm Georgina Godwin, and my guest today is Sophia Chelyak, who is a journalist and the curator of Lviv Book Forum, which is Ukraine's largest literary festival. It's teaming up this year with Hay Festival for the Book Forum's 29th year, with a programme hosting 40 writers and thinkers, including Margaret Atwood and Alif Shafak. The festival will see thought-provoking discussion and the exchanging of ideas over 15 conversations. Covering everything from art in times of conflict through to gender equality. In addition to curating this event, our guest today is also a TV host, a cultural manager, a translator from Czech into Ukrainian, and a PEN Ukraine member, a non governmental organization established to protect freedom of speech and authors' rights and also promote literature and international cultural cooperation. And in fact, uh, in the past, we have spoken to the chair of PEN Ukraine, who is Andrei Kirchhoff. Sophia, welcome to Monaco Reads. Thank you so much. Thank you so much
1: for having me today. And it's a big pleasure for me being with you today. So
0: 29 years the Lviv Book Forum has been in operation. Can you just tell us a little bit about the evolution of this festival?
1: The festival was founded as a platform for Ukrainian publishers Publish uh, books in Ukrainian language after the um, Soviet Union collapse. In the 19s, we had the chance to start our own book market. So, as the founder of uh, Live Book Forum, Alexandra Koval, now she is the director of Ukraine Book Institute. Her aim was to create a space for people all over Ukraine to have a chance to buy the books. So uh, the festival was dedicated in the, like, um, unofficial, but cultural capital of Ukraine, uh, Lviv. It's an ancient city with really pleasant and nice architecture. So uh, for the 29 years, it was a big pleasure for people all over Ukraine to come here and to choose the books. After, after some years, our team decided to start the program and start inviting guests to present books and to have the discussions between uh, readers and writers, politicians. So I suppose for 22 years, we have like big and strong program with internationals. Olhat Karcik was our guest, Ann Applebaum, Ihor Pomerantsev, Timothy Snyder. We are focused on a discussion of the biggest Issues and the biggest topics for Ukraine and worldwide society. After uh, when the COVID has started, we also like started to create the online format for our viewers, for our guests. But this year, of course, after the full-scale invasion, we were thinking how to manage organize the festival. And thanks to Peter Pomaransev, thanks to Zinc team, and thanks to our digital partner High Festival, we are able to organize a really small festival because of like uh, the previous years we had up to uh, 500 events for the four days but this year we are like only 20 events uh, 15 are going to be broadcasted for the international audience but we are focusing on the biggest question for the world uh, Wise Society as a question of democracy is a question of secure and we are like discussing Ukraine's resisting, and we are discussing the future world after a victory.
0: Before we get into the specifics of the festival, I'd just like to have a look at the publishing landscape in Ukraine. How healthy is the publishing industry there?
1: This year, like, it's one of the most horrifying year for Ukrainian publishers, of course. A lot of them were based in Kiev or in Kharkiv, and uh, the publishing sphere was stopped, like, for one month. It's for sure because of everybody were focused on helping uh, their families and trying to survive and escape from the Russian bombs falling down on our on our cities. After one month, the book shops started to work again. So in cities like Lviv, which are more secure, it was a possibility to buy the books. Also, the online book shops started to work and in the cooperation with our post services it's possible to order the books whenever you are of course it's not possible for occupied territories but territories under ukraine control it's possible to buy the books but the biggest problem is that uh, kharkiv is really close to the um, russia border and it's really highly bombed every day it's a city of capital of ukraine publishing uh, the biggest publishing factories are based there so of course it's influenced greatly on the book market and the sphere and the last scene it's uh, writers and translators a lot of writers now joined the army forces and they're like they can write something small yeah but of course like between the uh, their work, their, their job now they're doing, uh, it's not really possible to write. On the other hand, a lot of writers join the movement we call uh, informational front line. Yeah, they're uh, giving the interviews, they're writing a lot of texts trying to explain Ukraine history, trying to explain what was really going on in Ukraine, because we realize that the uh, world faced with problems they don't, really understand Ukraine and a lot of people were under the Russia propaganda. So they are thinking that we are a brotherhood nation. Our fight is not a fight for our freedom, but it's an influence from American society or something like this. So we are trying to explain these issues. and. Like, there are a few people working on fiction, but mostly even poets. They are working on a documentary. So, they're collecting a story of people, uh, they're collecting a story of stories of resisting. Some of the writers joined uh, missions working with um, crimes collection. For example, Victoria Melina, she just back from IZUM. It's a big, uh, occupied city in Kharkiv region. And she was working with uh, people, um, lived under the occupation. And also there are some writers still under the occupation. We are like having a contact with them. We're trying to help them. But of course it's really hard to leave their places. So like in general, the situation is like this.
0: And it's wonderful that new work is being created and that these memories will be preserved, even if it can't actually be published within Ukraine at the moment. I was speaking to Andrei Kirchhoff recently, and he was saying that for him, and he suspects a lot of other writers, it's almost impossible to write fiction now because what's happening in the moment is just so great. Is that a sense that you get? Yes, of course. Uh, You know, we faced
1: uh, with the situations uh, when our reality, if I read something about we all surviving in some kind of book, I suppose I was uh, started to think that this writer is overthinking, and it's kind of impossible, yeah, and I would love to read something more realistic. But being honest, all the situation we are facing on the one hand, we are yeah, we are facing with a lot of cruelness uh, from the Russia side, Uh, we are struggling with a lot of pain and death, and all the situation. But on the other hand, full scale invasion showed us the impossible hope, love, and support from people from Ukraine on the one hand, people from all over the world from other hand. And now we are we are learning how to live with all this love and all this support we are getting every day. And uh, we are learning how to give this love and support. And of course, if we are talking that when we are watching the films about, like, for example, Second World War or First World War, on the one hand, with all these battles and uh, people surviving, but on the other hand, with uh, some kind of parties or people meeting or um, all these men and women looking really nice and being really handsome like I was I was thinking it's like it's a fiction and it's a kind of creativity but the situation I face uh, I can see this in real life I can survive this in real life but and I can experience this in uh, the real life and you know it's it's really nice and it's something like stay with us uh, forever and we have this uh, experience forever and now we we know how to live and how to survive even the most extreme situations with love, hope, and happiness sometimes.
0: And of course, this is something you're doing in your own life. Let's just, uh, just have a look at your career because you're a television host. Does broadcasting still exist within Ukraine? Are you still putting out programs? Can people watch local content? Of course, of course, it exists. And maybe, you know, we are like, we are
1: joking that all of us, we can put uh, in our uh, CV is that we are Pulitzer Prize winners, like uh, in a spring, all of Ukrainian uh, journalists were awarded by, by Pulitzer Prize. And it's a big, um, it's a big honor for all of uh, journalists uh, from Ukraine, but on the other hand. Uh, Ukrainian journalists, uh, Ukrainian radio, television, newspapers, online medias, all of them are faced with a big uh, informational pressure. But we we won a battle with the uh, Russian informational war. Now, all the medias are working really uh, patiently and try to make really correct and fact-checked uh, materials. As a lot of people uh, from, for example, regional regional uh, medias i'm working uh, for the Suspilne. Suspilne is ukraine public broadcasting company and we have a really big infrastructure covering every region of ukraine so people from our um, from our regional uh, channels as like in one moment we can work as uh, war uh, journalists as war correspondents with no experience but they doing this so professional because of we understand, all of us, we understand the responsibility journalists in Ukraine do have because of the people's lives depends on information we are broadcasting and showing on the one hand. On the other hand, people's lives depends on things we decide not broadcasting. For example, if we receive some secret information about Army Force and something like this, we should think about this really carefully. Do we make harm uh, with uh like making the materials based on this information on the other hand we all of us now we are teaching and we are teached to be as ethical and as empathic as possible even the stories of people being replaced people being in in prison by russian people are waiting for uh, their people are they are in love with yeah it's really uh, it can be really painful for uh, them to give these interviews, to tell their stories. It can be really painful for people with the same experience to read this. So now all of us we are like trying to use journalist standards as much as possible because if we understand that, we really influence, and sometimes you can make harm but in general all of us walking really it's a high like walking really
0: professional mm. and of course this book festival will go a long way to helping people mm. connect not just people within Ukraine but but in fact all over the world now that's because of this partnership you have with Hay festival tell us a little bit more about that. We started to cooperate
1: this, uh, with the Hay Festival in the I suppose in spring. So together we are now launching this program Hay Festival. We are so open to us, to our ideas, to the topics we are presenting. Uh, they are our digital partners, so they're helping us with the world uh, via promotion. And uh, they're going like you can find all our events in English and in Spanish at the uh, Hay Festival website. And the registration is available now, so I'm inviting all of our listeners to uh, have a look and to think to registrate, and of course, registrate for the events. And this cooperation is one of the, I suppose, it's one of the great things that had happened to the festival, because we have never had such perfect, uh, I can use this word, uh, partner who are brave to cooperate with the festival in Ukraine during the war, and they understand uh, our mission, and we we have the the same values and this cooperation is really exciting for me and we really hope both of our sides to continue our cooperation for a future.
0: Mm. Now the lineup includes authors, doctors, psychologists, lawyers, photographers, journalists, I mean a lot of very diverse, diverse range of professions in the interviews and discussions. How did you put it together and, and why did you want to hear from such a wide variety of people?
1: On the one hand, we have uh, some uh, public talks with, um, for example, with Elif Shafak or Margaret Atwood or Neil Heyman or Yuval Noi Harari. Uh, They are the writers uh, really supporting to Ukraine and for Ukrainians it's really big uh, hope and really big uh, jest to to see uh, how these people are supporting us. And all of them are really exciting. The most famous uh, international writers are joining a Ukrainian festival in, with a digital cooperation, with the Hay Festival, to talk with Ukrainians and to give their support to Ukrainians. I don't know, I can't uh, I can't explain with the world how important for Ukrainians to hear, uh, for example, uh, their favorite writers. Are talking especially for them and only for them mm. yeah it's really exciting on the one hand on the other hand we are working with uh topics across uh, ukraine on the one hand but it's also really important uh, topics for the world democracy movement uh, because of public intellectuals can influence on the politicians uh, can influence on the society but sometimes they can't see really high problems and the same situation was with Ukraine so now we are gathering together the public intellectuals all over the world uh, focused on different topics to discuss the future tribunal yeah for example we are discussing should russia propagandists be one of the people are going to be judged during the tribunal we are going to talk about uh war crimes yeah because of uh, the war in syria and now war in ukraine like it's an online war you can see everything uh like in few minutes because of there are a lot of people uh, having access to internet and how it's going influence on the memory and on the people's uh support of these countries also we are going to talk about the historical perspective influence uh, and have to uh work with ukraine history and ukraine modern and nowadays history uh, using the perspective of uh, world war ii or world war one of course we are going to talk about writers during the wars and uh they are what can they do and have the influence. Yeah, so our goal is to help people all over the world because of Ukraine. Yeah, we can we can understand that Ukraine is uh, not only one country uh, with the war. Yeah, there are a lot of conflicts around the world, especially now we are really supporting the females in Iran they are willing to be free and uh, the war in Syria is still going on and uh, uh, together we are gathering these people together to try find the solution how intellectuals should prevent conflicts and war in the future
0: as we were saying this is going out online Hay festivals helping you to to make it digital will there be in-person events can people actually be face to face yeah, we are
1: inviting uh, like 15 internationals and 20 Ukrainians are going to be, like our guests, are going to be in Lviv in person. It's really important also for all of us because of it will be a network between Ukrainians and internationals. Internationals are really fascinating with uh, the list of Ukrainians and especially with work they are doing and they really want to help. We are talking about uh, journalists, writers and uh, public intellectuals. On the other hand, all of the international writers are really interested in having interviews and making a text about Ukraine and about everything they see. So it's really helpful for Ukraine and helpful to remind what is going on in Ukraine. And for Ukrainian writers, it's a chance also to meet internationals and to share their stories. It's a big pleasure and honour for us to have all of them in Lviv uh, because of it's
0: uh, showing uh, the greatest support they can uh, show to Ukraine. Mm. And just finally, Sofia, you've talked about the big international names. Many of the Ukrainians who are taking part don't yet have any kind of global profile. And I wondered who you'd recommend that we read. How is the best way for us to discover Ukrainian literature?
1: first of all uh, we are inviting all of you to watch our events and for example a special guest of our program will be Alexander Mahat he is Ukrainian writer and curator and he's writing fiction and also writing non-fiction for example he's written uh, the book about Donetsk uh, region and Luhansk region explaining these regions and why Russia decided to start a war from these regions and also we are inviting in Victoria Melina. She's a writer who was working with the post colonial discourse in Ukraine. And uh, she was writing uh, stories about her most famous stories about a dog, uh, Dom. And uh, this dog he is discovering Ukraine history living in Lviv. Now, uh, Victoria, she's working with. Um, war crimes collection, and she's writing a book in English about uh, females who are working with the work crimes. Also, I could uh, recommend uh, Stanislava Seyev. He's a journalist of Radio Liberty, and he used to be present in Isolacja. It it used to be before the 2014, it was an uh, art center in Donetsk, but after Donetsk was occupied uh, this art center, uh, Russians recreated into the real concentrative camp and uh, Stanislav was a prisoner of this camp and he has written a book about his experience and it's available in English. Also, I can highly recommend Sir Ukrainian historical who is uh, based in harvard and he has written a lot of books uh, about ukraine history and if you're interested in ukraine history i, I can really highly recommend this book also you can find uh, olena stashkina's books in english olena stashkina she had really Successful career in Russia before 2014, and she's also from Donetsk. And uh, after uh, the war has started in 2014, she decided to break out all this connection. and Now she's writing in Ukrainian language. And uh, her last book about Donetsk and its history is written in two languages. Of course, for people from abroad, it will be really hard to read because we a part of Soviet Union, a lot of Ukrainians mostly can read uh, in Russian language. So this yeah. book starts in Russia, and after some time, yeah, this book starts in the ending of 80s in Donetsk. And uh, when she's writing about these days, all her characters starting to speak Ukrainians. It's a genius metaphor for all the things Ukrainians are surviving and how they are like founding and refounding their own identity. And also I would love to uh, recommend uh, to follow of uh, Ukraine Institute in London. They are making a lot of materials about Ukraine literature. And also I would love to uh, recommend follow Ukraine Institute um, in general, Ukrainian institutes they also make a lot of texts about Ukraine literature and also about Ukraine culture in general. So if you are really interested in discovering this country, these uh, two pages are really highly
0: recommended. And of course, we're all going to get the opportunity to see some of those writers in action yeah. in the Lviv Book Forum, which takes place with Hay Festival from the 6th to the 9th of October. It'll be streamed on the Hay Festival website. That's at www hayfestivalorg forward slash Lviv hyphen book forum. And that will go out in English, Spanish and Ukrainian. Sophia Chelyak, many, many thanks for talking to us. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Monocle Reads. Thanks to the producer Nora Hull and researcher Tamsin Howard. I'm Georgina Godwin. Thank you for listening.